0: today at the sdgi directors and dialogue tom sullivan talks about his debut short film hustle in conversation with fellow director frank berry well
1: can you tell us the uh, uh the genesis of this film um us?
2: I just finished, my first thing I wrote was a radio play and I had yeah, a great idea of recording. There was a scene on a Curragh and, and we'd, I decided, and that we used one of these actually for some of it to record it in, right where you saw that been made. And a friend of mine rang me and uh, I was just finishing up. A mate of mine owns a house just near where that, that was all shot. And uh, everybody had gone home and I was on my own and he rang and said, I'm after seeing this award, Gerskin on thing. Uh, for the film board are doing, you should write something, you know. And basically, the blurb was it was for schools, it was for kids around sixteen, that kind of age group. So I started thinking straight away. I was in the place, in the situ, and, and I mean, at what, it, looking at it there, I, I have to say, it's a great way to write something if you go somewhere and actually try and base a story, where you are, you know. For me, because um, that really it really helped me, and I think it, it kind of um, it, it I got something really real out of it um. Now the the whole animal cruelty thing and the bullying, I mean I've always had a, I've always had a real um, I don't know a, a thing for animals like you like I'm, I'm you know I'd be a big animal fan, and I was bullied when I was a kid so that that's where both those things came from um, I think I think the place kind of brought the story alive. I originally thought of a fairy tale. That's where I started thinking um basically about and it was about Fionn and. Phil McCool and the salmon and knowledge, you know that story? So I thought of a little young fisherman and he pulls something up in his nets and it was originally going to be a fairy tale. And and then um, so the the story originally was that that the dilemma was that the kid kind of pretty much as is. But then he goes out to sea and something happens to him when he's out there at sea. Uh, He pulls something up in a net or something that gives him certain powers. And what happened was in my in my original draft, it was that he comes in and he meets the bully. And he turns the bully into the donkey and he kidnaps the donkey. And then the, we see the the donkey being beaten by the father at the end of the at the end. Mm. So basically the father's beating his son unbeknownst to him and they're torturing one another at the end. So then I, I don't know what happened. I just decided, wouldn't it be nicer if it was real? And I kind of mulled it over. How can I make this happen with the kid? And I didn't want it to be him kicking the shit out of the, the bullies. And I, like, I didn't really know what to do. So it just came okay. to me then. Uh, one day I just said, why doesn't he, um, cause loads of islands around there. I said, why doesn't he just kidnap him? I think I was watching something about the way they used to tow animals across the Iron Islands behind boats, the livestock. Um, so I said, why doesn't he do something like that? So that's where it came from. Uh, I went, uh, I put it in for this Garskun on thing and they picked the script because it's, cause it's an Irish, I think, cause I've, I've applied to, since then I've applied to some of the other ones and not been successful, but, um, I think there was a smaller pool and I think you just it's just it's a good idea of you if if you haven't done anything in Europe you want to get something made mm-hmm. but what I would suggest write it for the Irish
1: language you know it sounds like one of those um uh you're obviously a very established Irish actor and yeah. um uh, you uh, uh, this is your first film and it's I suppose it's one of those stories where you think about if I have if I'm going to make a film what would it be about and you go into your past you take a look around mm. which is basically I think is what you're saying Yeah, and yeah. The, the the film is obviously about the boy Yeah. so it's quite autobiographical in that respect
2: I would say so I suppose I mean yeah it's weird because when it was like somebody said to me at one point um, <laughs> I was shown a, I showed a rough draft to somebody I knew and she was, she was an older woman and she was just standing there and she was looking at it and she goes yeah very good he actually looks a bit like you when you were a kid and I didn't meant that at all you know so I suppose at the end of the day it, it is a little bit of, it, it's it's what I would have because I was never the kind of kid who would go and beat the bully up. So that was the thing I kind of but I was always kind of kid who get out of trouble by talking or doing something mm. clever or making the bully laugh, you know. So I suppose that was the thing for me. I didn't want it to be one of those. I wanted him to use his inner strength to solve it in a way that um <coughs> that wasn't a, a cliche. Mm. So I think what he did by taking the, the donkey out of harm's way, was he? He did the you know did the best thing he could do. So that was yeah.
1: The boys, always was extraordinary. How did you find the kid? Yeah, how did yeah, you find
2: him? Yeah, I um, I basically went around to all the schools, and I, I rang up all the I rang up five schools out in Carrow and Connemara in Connemara, and I just asked the head teachers to put out a, a thing to the classrooms the of the right age groups, which was around anything between, eleven and fifteen. I was kind of thinking just if anybody would fancy uh, doing an audition. So me and my producer went down with our camera and we just met kids in four different schools. There was about 10 in each. So I saw about 40 young guys. And I found the bully, um, I found the the kid with the red jacket. He was one of the kids who came in for the main part. Everybody told me not to put him in the film because he's notorious. He comes from a broken home and Rob, he's kind of a bit of a mad joke he was a, he was an absolute sweetheart. I mean, that was another thing I really learned about, um, that making a, making a film for me. Um, it brought some. it was such a gift, you know, uh, personally to do because, uh, there was so many different factors kind of seemed to all fall into place. I mean, the donkeys kind of, they came from, you know, somebody just turned around to me one day in a pub and said, I've six donkeys right beside that beach. I was like, what, you know, the kid, the kid, the lead kid, he was perfect. And, um, I said, right, this is him. You know, this is the guy originally the character was supposed to be kind of more meek, but this little hero walked in the door and just did an audition. And he was a little tough guy. And I said, this is him. Like, he's, he's just perfect. You know, he's great. Then I went to went to his, his folks house and I met his dad. And his dad is this like ex alcoholic, hard man from Connemara, you know, brought me down to the pier, showed me his correct that he made, shows me the kids correct that he made for his son. This is all like serendipity. I hadn't planned any of this mm. Um, basically the kid had his own boat it was it was. It was almost like he was, he, you know, it was like somebody kind of went here. You know what I mean? It was, it was really incredible. And then when we were shooting it, we had two days to shoot the film. If, if that kid hadn't been able to handle a boat, we wouldn't have got the film because it was windy, it was wet. The kid was he was, you know, a little tough guy. He was able to handle the boat and a lot of what you see, particularly in the scene, in the scene where he's moored up and he's sitting on the back of the boat, I just said, "Get in the boat and, and and pretend you're setting off and show me what you do and blah blah blah." So we just had to put the camera on and watch him. And then when your man got in the boat, there's you know there's a lovely look in particular that he looks up. He's going, "Be careful getting on my fucking boat!" Like you know what I mean? That's because he's a little. All he cared about was the boat. He didn't really enjoy the shooting process. You know, he kind of said at the end of it, "If you're making another film, don't don't call me." <laughs> you know, because he's. Uh, I've been out fishing with him since and stuff and wonderful, but. uh, but, you know, he, he wasn't really into the whole thing. He thought it was a bit nuts.
1: So when you said he was perfect, when you're looking at all these young potential actors, what were you looking for? What was the... I, I
2: don't... I, I, to be honest with you, I, I didn't know. I was kind of searching. And, and it's terrible because as an actor, I hate going into rooms with directors who don't know what they want. Because I go in and say, you know, this fucker hasn't thought about this, you know, and he, he wants me to come up with his answers for him. You know, that's his job. But I've learned since that as a director, sometimes an audition process can be quite a learning curve and you can sometimes discover something that you didn't know suited it. I mean, if anything, that thought, if I've learned that from doing this is that trust the universe. I know it sounds shit. I'm not a religious person or anything, mm-hmm. but trust good things happen and people come into your path if you look for them. I mean, I looked for him. I, I looked at 40 different dudes for him and he, I found them, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have gone along and said... You know, he speaks Irish, you know, he'll do, I find, I find I I watch a lot of things, feature films, and I see that mistake be made that they, that, you know, seem like casting kind of seems to come second for me. Casting is as an actor is essential. It's really important, you know, cause you, cause once you cast the right guy, you'll get so much things will happen for you. You know, and like the kid at a boat, like, I don't know how that happened, but I was lucky I mean that we sh- that shouldn't be up there now. I mean two days to shoot that kids animals water, I mean, I mean looking at it when we set out to do it a great D P, mm. as well P Probably J Dillon yeah. shot it for me. When was, did you
0: do that actually? Huh. When did you do the short? Uh
2: in May I think it was January, February, March, uh, March, April. It was we got it in in time for the Galway Film Festival, so I think we shot it in April or May.
0: April, May. and why did you choose to shoot in five D?
2: Because PJ turned up at 5D. Yeah. <laughs> the universe. Yeah. No, yeah. seriously. So, no, mean, like, honestly. Was like, it kind of budget restrictions? I had like, I've no, I've no experience of directing. This is the second thing I've ever written. So I said, what do I need here? I need a shit-hot DOP. Because I can't. I've, I haven't got a visual language for this film. I know how to work with actors. That's all I can do. I know how to write dialogue. I know when things look hammed or overwritten or... That's all. That's the only skill I have as a as an actor. Well, that's the only skill I had when I made this. Since then, I've realised that a director is much more than just dealing with actors. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I look at this now and I go, I wouldn't change a thing. But also, there's a huge amount of um, I don't know. Look, there's two screws in it. Like I spoke to PJ about this, and and I said to him, look, I said, look, PJ, I know I, I have no visual language here. I don't really know how I want this to look. And he said, Tom, I've worked with I've worked with very famous directors. And I'll tell you. There's one type of director that comes on set and he has it down, he has the frame down, he knows exactly where everybody's going to be. He knows exactly what it's going to look like. Um, he said, and then there's the other director who's over talking to his actors. And when I come over and say, here, you want to take a look at this, I framed it up. He goes, fuck off. That's your job. I'm, I'm talking to my actors. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know what it looks like. That's that's why I've hired you. Because I like the way you shoot stuff he said there's two different schools mm. there's t- there's twenty different schools uh, so I trusted him I said you do it he showed me stuff I go it looks great you know and we got this beautiful uh beautiful looking thing because of, you know because of him now since then I've just recently been on a director's workshop in in because I'm shooting half hour for the scale for TG Car in the summer okay. and we had a mentoring thing there was three directors there and Man, they kicked my ass, you know, because um, we shot two scenes from the shorts that we're doing or the 25 minute long pieces. And I, I felt really out of my depth because there was people like you guys here, directors with visual languages. And and all I was was on, on set with my actors. And I was like, you know, I don't really mind. And then, you know, when they critiqued what I'd done, I got a real kick in, you know. Mm. And I felt really kind of, I need to step up here because I don't think it's enough for a director. Like if you are a director, you arrive on set. Your DOP could coast if you don't have the right guy. Your sound guy could push you around. Mm. You know, there's so much more involved. I'm learning. Really, like, you know, 15 years as an actor, I think I've had my head up my ass. You know, because as an actor, you're looking at something else. You're not, you know, well, Ma, the way I was on sets. So uh, I've, I've learned a huge
1: amount in the last year, you know. And this next one, is it? Again, is it kind of autobiographical? No, I didn't write the next one. Did you not? No, no, I just
2: I applied for the. Yeah, it is. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm finding that. Uh, I'm finding that. I, but I'm lucky because the writer is very malleable, and uh, we're kind of writing it together now at the moment. He came up, and uh, I was very lucky. The script is really good that he wrote, and we're um, we're kind of coming together on it now. Um, just visually how to do it, and you know what matters with the story and
1: stuff. And do you find that is there something in it that you can Relate to? Have you? Have you? You know? Have you found that? You know, connection with it that you had with this film?
2: Yeah, I'm finding it, but it's taken, yeah. it's taken time. It's taken a lot of work on the script for me to find out what's important to me mm. to tell the story. Yeah, I think that's good. Cool. That's a that's an interesting thing you've asked because I think uh, when I read it first, I, I I thought it was a good script, but I had no emotional connection with it. Whereas I've been working on it as we approach. The deadline, and as I kind of realize, I'm going to be on set in a, in in two months, shooting this and trying to tell actors and trying to tell a story. You kind of ha- it's your duty as a director, really, to to bond with something, you know. Mm. So yeah, that's happening now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So
1: okay, great. Every day is a school day.
2: That's y- yeah, <laughs> can, yeah. Can <laughs> I
0: ask you? Can I ask a quick question? Just um, any tips with working with the uh, well teenage actors, child actors? Because I'm going to be doing that now soon, and that kind of freaks the hell out of me personally no I think I, yeah. I think because like they will read you if they smell any weakness mm-hmm. or something and you kind of have to be playful at the same time. I mean any any tips like any what would you I mean first of all what would you say what are the don'ts and then don't I
2: mean. t- uh, very simply don't talk directly to them okay uh, we'll stand beside them when you're talking to them really kids kids don't like to be looked down the barrel especially mm, in a situation on a set so always approach them with the script in your hand Put your arm around them and go, look, this is what we're doing, you know, and try and, you know, it's a okay. weird one, but yeah. it really works.
0: And how did you, is that someone that, did you read that somewhere someone tell you or is it something you just noticed from body language? I don't know, I always,
2: on a set, I always like the, I always like the directors who, who come over to you when they're directing you. They don't no. go, Tom, do that, you know, I've never liked that. I okay. always like somebody who gets up from behind the monitor, comes over and says, come here, and, and comes over and then goes, see this bit and blah, blah, and okay. works, you're working together, you're like... People working it's not like he's telling you what to do you know
0: and what about workshop I mean, Did you do any workshop did yeah rehearse rehearse, done, rehearse with yeah. them
2: as much as you can get them the way I approached it with that like I remember we had two days to shoot that the kids a non-actor the guy in the red jackets a non-actor and the guy the bully he's done very little uh, he was also amazing Um but he um I rehearsed that with them and I brought them to the place the day before we went down on, onto the onto the there onto the set with the boat and I blocked it and worked it through and found stuff, you know. So basically my language to the actors was when you guys arrive on set, like, I like just, I said, when you guys arrive on set, it's going to be a lot of people who know what they're doing or appear to know what they're doing. I said, I want you used to know more what you're doing than anybody else. So I want you to, I ran it and ran it and ran it with them. So when they arrived down and we were to shoot that scene, they were fantastic, you know. It was, it was there when they arrived and I think that really helped for non-actors because they felt oh, yeah, empowered yeah. by that. Mm-hmm. Cause they'd been there already. They'd been there before everybody else, so they arrived and they owned the place. All these other people were just straddlers. They were like, "This is our scene. This is where we are." They'd done it. They knew what they were at. It gave them confidence, I think.
0: And if they like, did you find any blocks or something where you couldn't get a reaction, or were you kind of? Not forcing and reactional so if you weren't getting what you wanted, how would you kind of work about? It? I mean, this is like <laughs> well, I found a lot about, of stuff like...
2: in the, I found a lot of stuff in the edit afterwards where the camera yeah. had just kept rolling on the kids stuff like that. It was go. really um, I, I picked a lot of stuff like there's a shot where he's, uh, he's staring at the caravan near the end is, that right. kind of blank look. I, co- I, I couldn't get that I, I, For the life of me he, he was tired, he was grumpy. so I was trying to tell him you know I want you to be like expressionless. And but, you know, these guys are in there and they're drinking cans <clears throat> and you're about to rob this donkey. And I want the audience to think you're either going to go in and kill them all or you're going to cut the donkey's throat there. So I don't want to see anything. I told him way too much. Should have told him to fucking stand there and do nothing. So what happened was he stood there and he was doing this and he was trying to act. And I was going, oh, Jesus Christ, I'm not going to get this. And it was late. And and then when we got to the edit, um, there was just an in between bit where he'd just been eating. You can see he's been eating biscuits. He was eating uh, bourbons, <laughs> and he loved the bourbons. You now and he was just standing there at one point, and I was kind of talking to him, saying you're really tired now, and he was just kind of like this, and he was just kind of drifting, and it just looked weird, and I just used that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you, it's um, it's tough. I think it's like wrangling a horse or a donkey. I think the, if the kid wants to go a certain way, try and make the fucking script work in that way yeah. because it's very difficult to get non-actors or kids sometimes mm. try and find it some other way because, yeah. you you know, you can keep asking them to and you'll start getting acting and eyes going like this and, and then you're fucked. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank
0: you for listening to SDGI Directors and Dialogue. We would like to thank our sponsors, the Irish Film Board and the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. For more information on the Screen Directors Guild of Ireland, visit us at www.sdgi.ie.